0: Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world.
1: I was just reading uh, Rashad Fields' book uh, called "The Last Barrier: uh, A Sufi Journey," and one of the lines they they have in there, which I underlined, says that uh, if you're walking in the garden and you step on a, and you're looking at the roses and you step on a thorn, be sure to say thank you. And I just studied that for the longest time. It's like, Cause usually when the thorns of our life you know, show up and we just, we curse them and we wish that they wouldn't have happened, but uh, they're also there to teach us uh, important things. And so a often- a great and, lesson. Yeah.
0: I think I've learned so more I've, from the situations I've hated than the ones I've loved.
1: Oh, absolutely. Not only that, uh, Diane, but the, the situations that you, as you say, you've hated or that were struggle. Uh, generally uh, uh, precede uh, a spiritual advance. you know they say that uh, you know every spiritual advance that we take in our life is preceded by a fall of some kind or another that, uh, that in the process of falling and getting down low and having these storms show up in our life it, uh, it gives us the energy to propel ourselves to an even higher place. Most people who' been uh, who've, who've had uh, problems with drug addiction and, and alcoholism and so on will often tell you that it was their falls, you know, their ultimate falls, which uh, finally gave them the energy to just propel themselves to a higher place where they no longer were dependent upon some external thing to put into their body in order to make themselves uh, feel better. It's like, uh, and and almost all of these advances, very often a divorce. You know, the my wife and I separated in the year 2001, and um, I just didn't know that I could ever get through that. I, I was... Uh, as, as as close to what would be called clinical depression as I can imagine. I mean, I just didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. And and out of that low point in my life, um, I began to write in a whole new direction. I wrote The Power of Intention and and so many other books as well uh, since that time. Inspiration, Excuses Be Gone, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. All of that came out of, uh, you know, including, of course, including Wishes Fulfilled and uh, <clears throat> and this new one as well, and they all came about as a result of uh, going into, you know, being in that low place and becoming a more compassionate being. So it's, it's one of the hard lessons in our life to learn is that when things aren't going the way we would like them to go, to just get into a state of gratitude for that and, and ask yourself, well, what's the lesson here? What do I have to learn? Instead of waiting for years to go by and, and suffering and suffering and suffering and then saying, oh, now I finally get it. Get it now, you know. Because ultimately, if you get it now, then when those things start coming down the road at you, which are going to take you down, you can avoid them before they even show up, which is the highest level of consciousness.
0: Right. Challenging people and situations, too.
1: Yeah. So. That's great. It's all perfect. It certainly (laughs) is. It's all perfect.
0: Even even amidst a crisis, just to kind of get yourself in that situation where you can... Where you can yeah. think that this is this is perfect. I mean, that's got to be a challenge for a lot of people, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's true for individuals. I think it's also true collectively. I think that uh, ultimately we've gotten ourselves to a point, even with uh, war and and killing and so on, and so many of the things that Lao Tzu was writing about, and wanting to run away from, and, and the, you know the our, the history of humanity as being one of uh, of, of wars and killing and uh, fighting for territories and all of these kind of things. To ultimately, we've got ourselves to a point. Where if we don't figure out a way to resolve our conflicts with uh, something other than violence, um, then, you know, we are literally dooming, uh, you know, uh, the whole human race to, uh, to annihilation, you know. We have to figure out another way, but there has to be another way now. So when I hear things like coming out in the news today that, you know, we're willing to sit down and talk to the people in Iran about their nuclear capabilities and so on, uh, and some people criticizing that and so on. I said, no, we, we need to get to a place where we stop using you know, violence <clears throat> and force as our way of immediately thinking this is how we're going to solve this dispute and coming to a place of uh, a peaceful coexistence and recognizing that we're all one. It happens individually. It happens in our families. It happens in our communities. It happens, you know, and it happens globally as well. We are we, our, our original nature, where we all came from, uh is is a place of of gentleness you know a mind right. of, in the course in miracles is this a mind at war with itself remembers not eternal gentleness uh so we got to stay out of out of that whole idea of conflict and, and actually
0: hasn't it been shown that you know the old way of thinking of survival of the fittest isn't true It was really survival by cooperation
1: right uh, ultimately we we've, we've really learned that, that that you know you you can't You know, you can't fight your way to uh, to peace. You know, it's like that old line that they used—the old bumper sticker they used to have out in the uh, in the in the nineteen sixties about said, "Fighting for peace is like screwing for virginity." You know, it's like (laughs) you know, it doesn't work. It's just not the way you are going to bring that about. You know, so
0: right, that's so true. Yeah. So you are ready to chat with some people? Mm -hmm. Let's go to Eva on line one. She's in Denver. Hi, Eva. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi Wayne.
1: Hi. Who is this?
0: This is Eva.
1: Hi Eva. How are you my dear?
0: I'm great. I first just want to thank you for everything that you've done over the years. Your work has changed my life and I love you.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. I love you too. Are you coming? Are you going to be there Tuesday? I didn't even I should... know
0: you were going to be there. I know. I they didn't to...
1: promote it because it sold out. So, oh,
0: <laughs> but, uh... I would love to be there, but it's sold well... out.
1: Well, I don't know. I just never believe in the word sold out, so I, I get into any place that I just make up. I set an intention and I figure out a way. Somebody will show up and, or somebody, won't, somebody will buy a ticket and won't show up or something.
0: <laughs> then in that so. case, I will be there.
1: Okay, great. I look forward to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you about um, blame in a relationship. Right now, the person I'm in a relationship with um, is unhappy with a lot of things in his own life. And it is coming out on me a lot. Um, And I just, I wanted to hear your thoughts on how to deal with it when someone is continuously blaming you for the things that they're lacking in their life.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I wrote a a book about that many, many years ago called pulling your own strings back in the 1970s. And it's like, um, you know, whenever you're finding yourself in a situation like that, what, what that person is really saying to you is if only, if only you were more like me, then I wouldn't have to be so unhappy, you know? Um, and, and because of their, their unwillingness to take responsibility for their own level of happiness or, or absence of it, um, which until you're able to do that, and, and it's true for everyone listening until you're willing to take responsibility. I mean, for everything, Mm-hmm. That means that means the accident that showed up when uh, you were just sitting there innocently. That means the, the cancer that you might have uh, in, in, in your system. True. That means you know um, the, the divorce or the struggles, whatever you're going to, if you you have to be willing to take responsibility and I'm saying this to you too, Ava, because yes. uh, there's you have to be willing to take responsibility for it as well because I've always said you you get treated in life the way you teach people to treat you right um and so if he is playing the blame game with you um he's only doing that persistently and consistently because um because you've allowed it sure because for some reason or another you've uh, accepted that or you maybe you want to see if you can help him or you feel sorry for him or you know any number of reasons why but you still have said to him uh, I will stay in this relationship with you even though you continue to put responsibility for what you are on me and the best way to um, to respond to that the best way to make it go away is um, is 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 to know within yourself that this is simply is is not the case and if if he is blaming you for some something that you know is not your responsibility that that's no different than him saying to you you know i don't like you because you're a tree <laughs> or because, or because you're a surfboard or because you're a, a piece of luggage. I'm just looking at things around the room here, you know, right. I mean, he could, he, they, people can get crazy enough to, and to say things like that. You know, <laughs> you, you know, you're a tree and you'd say, well, wait a minute. Why would I get upset with you calling me a tree? Um, because, uh, because it's obvious that I'm not, there's a wonderful story about this. Um, and I, I'll, I'll tell it to you. I, I've, okay. I may have told it before on the, uh, on the show. Um, but it's the story of of Siddhartha, of a Buddha, as a young man, and wherever he would go, he would be criticized, and people would find fault with him, and they would, uh, and he he was he was ridiculed, and every time, whenever he, they would respond with, uh, uh, you know, when when he would go to speak to a group of people, and they would begin to ridicule them. Uh, he would just stay in a in a state of peace, and uh, and his devotees would ask him over and over again, "How can you be so peaceful when people are actually hurling insults at you and uh, and ridiculing you and so on?" And he said to them finally, he said, I'll, "I will answer your question with a with a question." Mm-hmm. He said, "If someone offers you a gift and you do not accept that gift, to whom does the gift belong?"
0: Right. So.
1: And the answer to that is, if you know, if someone, if I offer you a gift and you don't accept that gift, then the gift still belongs to me. Sure. Now, so if someone offers you blame or someone offers you criticism and you do not accept that blame and you don't accept that criticism, you just don't accept that, that any more than you're, if he calls you a surfboard, you know that you're not, um, then you have to then Buddha's answer to that was then who who owns that gift that he's offering you? he's offering you a gift of his criticism to whom does it belong?
0: It belongs to him
1: it belongs to him, and because it belongs to him, why and Buddha was saying, why in the world would I be upset about something that belongs to somebody else? It's I, just not
0: I, I love that story. But, I've heard you tell that before,
1: yeah. Uh, and, and that's what, that's what you have to remember. So that when, I mean, you know, I have eight kids and, and they, 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 you know, this is the, this is the name of their game. A lot of times, you know, it's like blaming them. One of my daughters was telling me just the other day that, you know, I, I you know, she's my youngest daughter. And she was saying that I, um, I, the reason that she's entitled to have more things is because she came along later. And because she came along later, she didn't get as many opportunities as, you know, to receive things from me as her older sisters do. So I still owe her like seven more years of, uh, because she's the, you know, she had seven years. She wasn't on this planet. And uh, I mean, to, to me, and I say to her, where did you ever come up with this idea that everything has to be fair? And because I have eight kids, it's all going to be equally divided. And you're the accountant. You're keeping track of all this. But instead of doing that. She just look. She looks at me, and she knows that I just don't buy into that at all. You know, I'm not going sure. to be told what I owe and what I don't owe, and that's just, you know, and 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 because I treat it just sort of frivolously, and I think that's the way you have to have it. On the other hand, okay. I think it's also important. You're in a relationship. Right. It's important to be able to show this person that you love him. Do you love him? Yes, I do. You do. So, and you want to stay with him? Yes. Okay, so you let him know that I love you independent of your opinions about what I should or shouldn't be or what you're blaming me for. I still love you. I still think that you're terrific. You can put your arms around him. You can just stop the internal having to defend yourself mentality Which is what happens when people start throwing blame at you. If you already know that you're not a surfboard, you're not going to spend any (laughs) amount of your time defending the fact that you're not really a surfboard or a tree. You're just like this. You're just misperceiving, uh, you know, your reality. And you're when you put your blame on me, you're just misperceiving it. And you just respond with, "I just love you. I just think you're terrific." And if you want me to be the person who's responsible for you being unhappy. I've got big shoulders i can handle that but i'm not going to let myself get upset by it and you're free the minute that you start thinking like this and take this you know into your consciousness you don't have to buy into any of that at all you're totally free
0: to find out more about dr wayne dyer or any other hay house author please visit hayhouse.com thank you for listening